Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Emotionally Intelligent Parenting Podcast. I'm Stephanie Pinto, and I have such a great episode for you guys today. This is something that just happened in the last two weeks, and I've had so many messages and so many comments on online when I posted about doing this. So I was like, I need to do an episode about it. It's about how we removed YouTube from our home. Ooh, this is going to be a juicy one. So stay tuned. But before we begin, I do want to acknowledge the Darug Nation, who are the traditional custodians of the land on which I live, work and record this podcast. I pay my respects to all First Nations people, elders and ancestors, and I acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and stand in solidarity towards a shared future. So I just realized that I've done um, several episodes now and I tend to not introduce myself fully as I start each episode because I don't really like it. I don't really want to. I don't. It's not about me. It's just about the stuff that I know parents, you know, is going to make a difference for you guys and your families. But someone reminded me that it might be good to do a little, you know, quick intro. So a few things about me, maybe that you might not know if you've just stumbled across this podcast. Um, I published a book earlier this year in February. It's called From Chaos to Connection. And um, I was blown away that that was a bestseller when it first went out on Amazon. And it's actually kind of bumped back up to the bestseller list (laughs) a few times since then, which is really awesome. Uh, I'm an international speaker as well, all around emotionally intelligent parenting, of course. And I have an award-winning business, which is super exciting in the health and well-being business spaces, um, well-being business of the year and things like that. So, whoa, it's pretty uh, epic for me that that is being recognized. <laughs> um, I'm a mum of two. I'm a wife to one. We live in Sydney and I, you guys can probably tell I love this stuff. I love everything about emotional intelligence. Um, I love everything about parenting and about kids and giving kids the best start that we can. So you might have seen if you've um, at all jumped on my website, I've got some short courses and some masterclasses, which is a great place to kind of head to, to dip your toe in the water, I guess. And I've also got coaching programs and things like that for parents. Um, And you'll probably find me a lot on, on social media, either on Facebook in my Facebook group called Let's Raise Emotionally Intelligent Kids or um, over on Instagram. And my handle's at emotionally.intelligent.parent. So the last thing I want to say is (laughs) I'm still, I, I guess I would class myself as still a recovering, anxious, people pleaser, zero boundary holder kind of girl. Um, It is hard work. So I'm sure a lot of you guys resonate with that because, you know, doing the work with ourselves or or on ourselves, I guess, is challenging, but so bloody rewarding. It is so, so worth it. So let's jump into the episode. Um, As I mentioned at the start, we're talking about how we removed YouTube from our home. Now, I want to kind of preface this with this is our story. Um, which is obviously unique to everyone else's. I am not suggesting that everyone go out and ban YouTube and like remove it from their home and get rid of it totally. Um, I I completely understand there are some benefits and some great um, things on there. And I have a YouTube channel too. I don't think I mentioned that. So I'm putting out content there. So yes, I think uh, there's a lot of good to things like this, Um, but I am suggesting to be much more cognizant of what your kids watch kind of on YouTube and YouTube kids, I want to say. So let me tell you a little about a little bit about um, you know what was happening before we removed YouTube and we made that decision, my husband and I. So our youngest, who at the moment is six and a half, uh, she tended to love YouTube Kids, and you know a lot of stuff on there is okay. There's a lot of good 
you know, programs and shows and stuff, but there were, you know, enough, um, I guess, shows or people on there that we didn't like how the, some of the friendships um, of kids on there and some of their families and some of, you know, the kind of culture of how kids were that they were watching just wasn't very wholesome. And I know that sounds very like vague, <laughs> but it's hard to kind of articulate. Sometimes I thought, oh, it's a, they're being a bit bitchy or they're being a bit gossipy or um, I don't, I didn't like the kind of, I would say, I don't know, ridiculous um, voices and the, the tone and things like that. So it's just, um, and yeah, you know, it's, it's just stuff that we kind of didn't really feel comfortable with our kids viewing. And I think on YouTube kids as well, there was a lot of kind of, um, just silly and not realistic videos, if that makes sense. Not realistic of what real life and kids' life and family life is like and school life. So I was, we were realizing that our kids were kind of getting that warped um, perception of reality. And for our oldest, who's nine and a half, um, he tended to love things like Minecraft, um, watching people play Minecraft, watching people do video games and stuff, which in itself is not inherently, you know, bad. But again, it's more the commentary of how the people were speaking. It was like the fast pace of the videos too. It was just some of the content and the ways in which they were speaking about other players. Again, like this sounds really vague, but we didn't like the um, nature of that stuff. And it, again, like I keep coming back to, it just wasn't very wholesome. Um, you know what I mean? Didn't have the values that we like, obviously emotionally intelligent, but you know, kind and compassionate and caring about others and um, giving people the benefit of the doubt and thinking of others' perspectives. It was very, yeah, I don't know. We didn't like it. So I want to tell you that the, the thing that tipped us over the edge, like the straw that broke the camel's back was actually a video that my husband had watched on YouTube. Yes, I see the irony in that. I so do. <laughs> he saw a video on YouTube um, and I will put, I'll link it like in the show notes because I went and found it. I sent it to a couple of friends. Um, I didn't post about it online. I posted that we removed YouTube and stuff, but I didn't, I couldn't remember the, the name of it at the time. But I in the end sent it to a few friends and people who'd asked and I was like, have a look. And everyone was like, oh my God, yeah. Uh, so we we saw this video, he sent it to me. And um, as we watched, I was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, we're, we're not being naive, but um, you know, there are just some too many, too many risks out there, I guess. So it made us kind of pull the pin and make the decision. So um, I don't want to throw my husband under bus, but he was like, babe, I think we need to remove YouTube. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's got a really good kind of discerning brain about this kind of, about these kind of things. So the um i think the video that we watched was actually it was called something like tiktok is getting crazy so like i said i'll link it in the show notes um but he the the kind of um commentator the the host of this um youtube video and the podcast i think uh was he was talking about how there are a lot of you know videos now that are um particularly on youtube but and TikTok as well, that are designed to be really um, innocent on the surface level, but then the undercurrent was very sexualized, inappropriate and stuff like that. Um, we saw clips of like stretching, like this new craze of stretching that was actually very inappropriate stretching between a, a girl and a guy, a young girl and young guy. <clears throat> um, 
being pushed and pulled into positions. He mentioned hot yoga and the the costumes. We saw some of the inappropriate, again, costumes that people were wearing, young, young people were wearing, the facial expressions that these people being stretched or being put in positions um, and just, you know, a whole lot of bleh, a whole lot of stuff that I was like, ew, I don't want my kids watching this and thinking this is normal. So um, he actually also pulled a few facts and figures that I want to kind of go back to and um, validate. He said the longer that kids, he showed a graph and said the longer that kids watch TikTok, the shorter their attention span is. And that actually doesn't surprise me. Um, and also the average age for kids seeing adult content is 11 to 14 now. And I was like, what? Oh my God, that's like not far off the age of our kids. So, um, and you know, it's just that they don't have to go, kids don't have to go searching anymore. It's like programmed in to what they're already watching. So I think, uh, and he, he mentioned this, something that stuck with me was it's up to us parents to deprogram our kids and ourselves and what we're watching and be more critical and, um, you know, a lot more aware of what is, what's going on and stuff like that. We just kind of thought we don't like the culture that it's creating around, you know, not respecting people and their body and, um, yeah, all of that stuff. So that being said, let's jump into, you know, how, cause that's a bit of why that's basically why we, we never really felt comfortable and we had gone through periods where we're like, you know what guys, let's have a break today. Like no YouTube, you've got other devices and ugh, we don't, you know, when you get to that point and you're just like, this is crap. I don't, you know, I don't want to swear on the podcast, but you know what I mean? We were like, no, this has, we're over it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, now kids don't know. Like I, I really believe that, you know, because our kids have that underdeveloped, immature brain that they don't even realize the kind of soup that they're swimming in, if that makes sense. So we have to make those decisions for them. And sometimes they're going to be big, hard decisions and they're a bit tough, but you know, we've, we've got to do it. Otherwise there are those risks, right? I'm not willing to take those risks. So, <laughs> so we, um, during the day at, when our kids were at school, I was able to remove it from the TV, which was a pain in the butt itself. Like I literally had to go again on YouTube to find how to remove YouTube from a Samsung TV. <laughs> so that just, that took a lot of emotional intelligence because my frustration was building and side note, I don't know if this blows you guys mind, but we could remove YouTube kids the app from our smart TV, we could not remove the YouTube app from our TV. You cannot do it on our Samsung smart TV. Don't ask me what kind of TV that is specifically or what model, but you couldn't remove it because it was one of the, I think they called it the basic apps or something, but you could lock it and put like a pin code lock. So I did that and I was like, what? Look at how they're like controlling what we, <laughs> anyway, so that was done. My husband did the computer um, and, uh, like that was, you know, it's still on our phones because we use it and because we're we're able to, um, you know, allow or not allow our kids to use our phones. So we've still got it if we need it. And um, interestingly, they haven't actually, well, they know not to, you know, they know that we don't want them really watching um, YouTube. So unless it's like, can you search up this song or something or whatever, then we do that. Like, don't think that we're, you know, crazy robot parents, but, um, yeah. And also let me, I'm going to mention at the end, uh, because someone commented online, what about when your children go to friends' houses and they have YouTube? So really, really great point. I was like, Ooh, yeah. So we still have things like Netflix and Disney 
Uh, my son has a computer. He's very lucky to have his own, you know, it's like a second hand, but a computer. Uh, we have a, a, he has a switch and our daughter just got like four, six weeks ago, an iPad for the first time. Again, a second hand one. <laughs> so we, we have more than enough ways to access content, right? Um, and honestly, it's been about two weeks now from, um, and it's the start of December, I'm recording this. It's been two weeks and no mention of it after the second day from our kids. So look what can happen when we go about things the right way and we kind of use some emotional intelligence when we're making these tough decisions and having these big, not big, we're having these strong boundaries for our kids. So after school that day, we let the kids know. Um, I remember explaining to them, we're in the way home, in the car on the way home. And um, in hindsight, I mean, would I have waited till we got home? Anyway, I didn't, so (laughs) it is what it is. And it was actually okay, um, as you'll find out. So we let, um, I turned around and I told both kids, you know, we were actually just waiting at the grocery store. So we had time, we were sitting in the car park. And I said, we've got to take care of you guys and make decisions about what you watch and the content and things like that. Um, And other things like alcohol, driving a car, other adult activities are not appropriate. They're not okay for kids yet. Um, kids you guys are not ready for them right makes sense and content online is basically in the same basket there's a lot of things that are just not appropriate and not okay for kids and we can't leave that up to you guys it's not it's not okay it's not fair right because you can be watching minecraft and then another you know suggested video comes up and don't we all know we fall down the rabbit hole really quickly and click on videos after videos and then by the time we know it i'm watching some like makeup tutorial and i'm like what am i even doing (laughs) so The other thing is we didn't, um, I didn't use the word ban. Like I'm a very, most of the time, conscious communicator. So I didn't say, you know, the the stuff you're watching is ridiculous. Like you guys are on it all the time. We're banning it. Like imagine how that would have gone down. Imagine the emotional reaction we would have got from the kids because we were, you know, having the hard line and blaming them basically. So we didn't, you know, in a really non-shaming, non-judgmental way. I was very careful of my tone. Um, We didn't use that word ban. You know, you guys are banned. We're not having it anymore. We just said, look, we're removing YouTube from the TV and the computer so that we're not having it because of those reasons. You know, we have to take care of you and make decisions about what content, blah, blah, blah. And um, yes, and we obviously told them what they can do. You know, we reminded them because, you know, when you're telling your kids, okay, you can't have this or you can't have a no ice cream or this or that. And they're like, but I'm hungry. Well, tell them what they can do, right? So don't just leave them in that pit of despair that they no longer can have that thing that they really love. So we said, you know, Disney, Netflix, iPad, blah, blah, blah. So that wasn't to try and just distract them away from the reality of we don't have YouTube and we, we really like it. It was to let them know this is what you can do instead. And I do remember saying, I get it if you guys, you know, I know that you guys probably aren't going to be happy about it and I know you'll be upset. And if you have questions, like go for it, you know, and um, our youngest didn't really care. (laughs) She's just a different um, kettle of fish. Our son was quiet and he was listening. And then I did notice he, it was sinking in and he kind of got some tears in his eyes and he did start saying, why are you so mean? Like, this is so unfair. And, and you're the meanest parents. Um, You know, some of that emotion came at us and I like I took it I was like let it out with me in my head I'm like yep go like you're allowed to be unhappy with this boundary that I am placing or we are placing for you 
we let them know we welcomed that I said I get it I know and I know I get that you're not happy about it um, we made it home as that conversation continued uh, he kind of got out of the I remember he got out of the car and like slammed the door a bit harder and it was just grumpy cranky stompy and I was like you're okay to be like that like I didn't say hey you get back here and close that door softly <laughs> or pick up your bag and don't throw it when you get in you know I, we've got to allow our kids to not be happy with our decisions especially the ones where they're kind of coming off worse right they and the other thing is they cannot fathom the kind of bigger consequence of just you know watching this stuff all the time having that culture swimming in that like soup and marinating it and then when they're 15 you know my daughter saying oh can I go out wearing this or I'm gonna make stretching video I'm like no <laughs> so they, they don't have that awareness um, and they shouldn't yet like their brain isn't there so so we make that decision for them um, I still made them afternoon tea I still let him go on his computer I think my daughter watched TV after school we let them decompress a little bit um, and there was no the, the interesting thing was was that there was no like big bargaining and like begging and and I'm not saying that's a like a ooh look my kids don't like beg when they really want something the the point I think is is that because we had that kind calm confident conviction oh my god there's alliteration for you <laughs> because we presented like expressed it to them in that way there was none of that like back and forth and back and forth because they kind of knew right they understood well my, our son understood um the other thing is that we are kind of like yes parents and I don't want people thinking oh my god you let your kids do whatever and they rule the roost like no if you come to our house we have boundaries and we have rules and we pull our kids up if they um you know cross the line or you know do something hurtful or rude we go hey hey, hey no you know this is why so yes we have boundaries um, but we're yes parents in the fact that whenever we can, like if I can and I um, have the ability to let them do something, let them have something, you know, I, I do. We do. We're, we're not the strict kind of like, no, do this and then you can do that. No, you can't eat three cookies. Um, you can't eat anything because it's 5 p.m. and dinner soon. Like we're pretty flexible. And the, the I think a takeaway here is that because we are kind and considerate and respectful parents and we say yes as much as we can in a really balanced way that means our no kind of means more because we're not just like throwing the nose around I don't know if that makes sense that really helped and I always you know say to my kids hey we're really fair parents like we do let you do this and we're flexible with that so we're very fair if you want something most of the time if I can and I will then I'll, I'll say yes so I, I know that that helped as well I think it's also really helpful to let your kids know that your lines of communication are always open. So if they have questions about things or if they're unhappy about things or they have other ideas, like welcome them. I think our kids are allowed to challenge us. I think they should be allowed to disagree, um, allowed to ask questions and so forth. And it doesn't mean that we they ask questions and then we have to agree, but they're, they're allowed, we're allowed to have that two-way back and forth, right? That's just... A respectful way to communicate that I would do with my husband or with my mom or another adult so I think that is also really really helpful to remember so sometimes yes we have to make some hard decisions for our kids I don't think that you know every decision we make for our kids or around our family they're always gonna love 
You know, imagine if you're if you ever have an older child and they really want to go to this party and you have no idea who the parent is, if there's going to be alcohol there, you know, how they're even getting there or getting home. Like we're not going to agree. We're not going to allow those those things. Right. So there are times when we have to kind of be the quote unquote mean parent and our kids might not understand why, really. Maybe they don't, don't agree with it, but we we're allowed to make those tough decisions. And I think sometimes we really have to. So if if those decisions really truly align with your values and, you know, you've, you've made a thoughtful decision and you're expressing it or, or bringing it to your kids in a certain way, then I think it can be a lot easier than it has to be. Because sometimes we find it really challenging and we're not really sure of it ourselves and we wonder if we're being too harsh or too soft. So I think the responsibility there is on us to make the good decisions and to think about them. And to have the reasons to know our reasons why, because if our kids ask us, then we can tell them and it makes sense to us. And in turn, we're going to have more confidence and more conviction in our decisions when we're talking to them about it. Our kids pick up on that. Um, You know, it makes it makes sense to them or that they at least understand where we're coming from. And I think that helps us to stay a little bit more kind of grounded and solid in decisions as well. And um, deal with the potential resistance or pushback that we get from our kids. So like I said, it's been a couple of weeks. We have not had the kids ask for it at all. Um, apart from when they're like, Hey, can you look up that song? And I'll, and I'll say, yep, let me do it on the phone. So yeah, I, I'm very, um, grateful that we kind of dealt with it that way. And, um, you know, we're as parents, we're able to hold those boundaries from a loving place with empathy and uh, the the welcoming of those emotions that are going to come, it doesn't mean we have to change our mind if we are really committed to and know why we're making that decision. So you can and you do create the culture in your home, right? Yes, our kids have friends. Yes, they go to school. Yes, there are outside influences. But what we do and how we're kind of raising our kids with certain values, that's that's on us, right? So I guess my question to you is what do you want it to be? What do you want your home to be like? What values do you want for your kids? What are you permitting and what aren't you? Like, where are the boundaries? It's, I don't know, it's really something I think helpful to think about. So the last thing I wanted to mention was that, yeah, someone did comment on the post when I, I I posted on Facebook, I think it was on my personal Facebook page. And I said, we've removed YouTube from our home. Um, You know, today's the day or something like that. And there was a flood of comments, people saying why and how. So many people saying, how'd you do it? I really tried and I couldn't figure it out in the settings. So, so I was pasting like the links to the, the instructions. Um, but one person did say, what are you going to do when your kids go to friends' houses and there's YouTube there? So I was like, excellent question, Jane. I don't know who it was. I just made that up. Um, so it made me think, and I did have a conversation, particularly with my son, because he's at that age where he's more likely to have play dates. He's more like they're more into the YouTube, I guess, of that age and I said you know if you're if you're at your friend's house or someone else's and there's YouTube on you know it's up to you if you watch it or not just at home we've removed it and we've told you why and you know we're not going to we can't control you what you're doing in other places and we trust you and you know if you ever do watch it and then you see something that is scary or frightening or makes you feel really um, uncomfortable or worried then you can always come and tell us and you are not going to get in trouble because at home we don't watch it, but it doesn't mean out and about you might not see bits of it. So, you know, you can always ask us and and we'll answer the best we can kind of thing. So I wanted to 
let him know that that's a possibility and that we get that. He doesn't have to be sneaky about it, that it might happen. And, you know, he knows that we have good reasons as to why we don't particularly like it. But yeah, it's going to be something that he may well come up against. So the, the communication is always open. He's always got that um, ability to say, hey, you know, I saw this at so-and-so's house. Or Yeah, I think once we move into that more respectful and collaborative kind of parenting approach with our kids, we're working with them to help them and protect them and to raise them. We're not like working against them, which, you know, it's it's such a nicer place to be. And yes, we do have to have some trust and let let some of the strings go on our kids as they get older, Yeek! which doesn't feel nice. But I think, um, yeah, I think it can be really, really valuable. I hope you guys found this episode really interesting and helpful. Maybe it makes you think about what your kids are watching and whether you, whether or not you want to make some different decisions. You might not, and that is totally fine. Um, and I know because we're into December now, then the Christmas kind of crazies is happening, the end of year, um, you know, stress. So I do want to remind you guys that one of the courses on my website is called Help, I'm a Shouty Parent. <laughs> I don't know if you need that. Some of us need that at this time of year. It's a one hour masterclass. You guys could probably, yeah, smash it out, all the seven modules out in one hour. And it just really helps you to understand why we get so triggered, why we can get so frustrated and angry as parents and how we can start to overcome those triggers and respond differently to our kids. So please go and have a look at that. I'll put the link in the show notes, but it's easy to remember. It's stephaniepinto.com slash courses. And you'll find the help. I'm a shouty parent course on there. I loved making that. It was really, really good. And I've had such amazing feedback from it. The parents who have taken it will put a comment or like a response and they say, oh my God, this makes so much sense. Oh my God, I feel like I can do it now and I can start to really, um, you know, hold those um, big reactions and control them a little bit more. So it just feels, you know, it feels a bit easier and a bit better. So I love hearing that feedback. (laughs) So go and check them out if you're keen. And um, stay safe and I will see you guys in the next episode.